0: You know, the words of that song were first spoken by a prophet in 740 B.C. The prophet Isaiah said, there's a time coming when God's going to come and Emmanuel, he's going to be with us. And the people imagined, wow, God with us. That's got to be like perfect circumstances. Harmonious relationships. God with us. That's like all is well with the world. So 740 years later, God appears to Joseph and says, this is it. God is with us time. To which Joseph must have thought, you've got to be kidding. This is God with us? God, you've got to get with the program here. The Romans are still in charge. We're still captive. My fiance is apparently cheating on me. She's pregnant with the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not sure this is what I pictured myself. you said, God with us. What Joseph's going to discover is that the areas that you and I think that God needs to get with the program might actually be part of his program. The areas that you and I might think that God needs to get with the program actually might be part of his program. And Joseph looked at his circumstances, well, listen, if this is Emmanuel, I'd like out of the program, thank you very much. You see, the birth of Jesus went as follows. Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but she was found to be with child, which means she didn't volunteer the information. She was found to be with child, and this is devastating to her, devastating to Joseph. But he thought about these things. He's meditating on these things. See, being a just and righteous man, he wanted to not make a public spectacle of her, but put her away secretly. But his dreams have been dashed. His life is falling apart. And he's thinking about these things. This is not how my life was supposed to go. I'd like out of this program. Ever have one of those uh, books or movies you watch, and as you're watching it or reading it, it seems like totally disconnected events and there's no way they could be part of a greater plot? until the, the author or the filmmaker brings it all together at the end how about a favorite Christmas movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation a Christmas story a wonderful life my dad was always the Grinch he loved the Grinch Soul's Christmas but as kids we loved watching the Rudolph Claymation what a bizarre show that is <laughs> talk about disconnected events you got a reindeer who's being shunned he's got a shiny nose and nobody likes him you got got an elf that doesn't like making toys named Hermie. And he wishes he could grow up and be a dentist. you got an island of misfit toys that doesn't have a jack in the box. It's got a Charlie in the box and nobody likes a Charlie in the box. And then you got Yukon Cornelius, the mountain climber, who hangs out with Bumble, abominable snowmen. What in the world could this be about anything? And by the end of the story... Santa needs somebody's piercing light to come against the snow blizzard, and that's Rudolph. Rudolph had befriended some misfit toys, and there were kids far off who needed toys. And so they stop and pick up these toys who are going to find a home and be loved again. And yet on the way, they come in the danger of facing face-to-face with the abominable Bumble snowman. It turns out he's not a bad guy. He's just got a toothache. If only they knew a dentist. And Hermie pulls it. And all of a sudden, these seemingly disconnected events come together in the end, and you see the purpose of them. Imagine you could know an author, a filmmaker of your life, who could bring together the disconnected events in your life. That's what God wants to tell Joseph. While Joseph wants out of the program, he's going to come to, to Joseph and say, But Joseph, my whole goal is to get into your program. But while you were thinking about these things, but while you thought things were off track, but while you think, think that God was not good, not loving, doesn't care, not in the building, I want in into your life with its problems, into your captivity with its difficulty, into your doubts and into your questions. And Joseph, I want you to know that what you're seeing, this is part of the program. This is it. So, Joseph, do not be afraid that I don't love you. Do not be afraid that I'm not with you. what is conceived in Mary is of the Holy Spirit. And all of these things have occurred. Look at that word. All this was done. All of it. As what was predicted and fulfilled. We are right on track. We are right on the program. What? And while God is never an author of evil, God can use whatever circumstances occur in your life to bring about His purposes. More than that, he turns to Joseph and says, Joseph, don't think of my will as some random set of events, and if I choose this, then I missed your will with these other 20 choices. No, no, no. That's not the program. God says, I am the program. Me being with you in your life choices, me walking with you, comforting you, offering you wisdom, forgiveness, us doing life together, that is the program. What Isaiah said was this. A version." would give birth to a child and that child would be known as Emmanuel, God with us. This is the God child, the child who is God. Let me tell you, if you were making up this story, you might say, you know, the Bible is just sort of a made up story. Let me tell you, if you were going to make this story up, you wouldn't make it up this way. Now, if you were writing to Greeks and Romans, you sure would. The idea that the gods came and dwelt among us and disguised themselves as human beings happened all the time. Easy sell to the Greeks and Romans. The Eastern religions, easy sell. The energy that is God can reformulate itself into all kinds of forms. Bird, animal, person. Easy to believe. But the father of monotheism, the belief that there's one God and he comes in one form, Judaism... These are the last possible people to believe that their God, transcendent God, would become imminent and become a, a, a child. It would be laughable. Yet God shows that his plan was predicted in advance in the most unexpected, most unbelievable way. Yet a group of Jewish parents have a Jewish child fulfilling Jewish prophecy. And these Jewish disciples turned the Roman Empire upside down by believing that God became human. And think of the form he came in. In the Old Testament, this transcendent God who came in a whirlwind, and came in a fiery pillar and a smoking stove. It says, all that power and all the access to my wisdom and might, but now I want you to know I'm imminent. I'm approachable. And he came in the most vulnerable way. The most approachable way. As a child. This Christmas, you have a new grandchild? Nephew? Cousin? What happens when they bring the child into the room? Everybody wants to get near. Everyone wants to hold the baby. Can I hold him? And the first, you know, first child for these parents like, I don't know if I'm going to hold my child quite yet. Everybody wants to get near. To kiss. To hug. And that's why God came in this way, to know you can have access to all that power, but it's going to come in a form that is vulnerable and authentic because God wants to be near. As you want to hold Him, He wants to hold you. As you want to draw near Him, He wanted you to know He's drawing near to you. Yet if you want to experience Christmas, there's one thing. There's one way to experience Christmas. And that's why most people miss it. In order to get the full meaning out of Christmas, all you need is nothing. And very few people can come to the manger with nothing. All you need is nothing to get the message of Christmas. And yet, most of us come with our big old bag and we drag it up and we say, God, no, 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 I'm acceptable because look at what a good person I am. God, I, God, I, sh- I should be uh, into your heaven because look at the nice things I've done. We pull out our resume and all our accolades and say, Look at me, I'm acceptable. You said, no, 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 put all that away. Your best day and your best accolades and your best resume is, is like filthy rags. Put all that away. Come to me with nothing and experience acceptance based on my mercy and my love and my forgiveness and my character. Just come with nothing. No, 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 I'll come with something. Then you'll miss out on how much you need him. Others have come with a big old bag of maybe anger, resentment, or entitlement. We say, God, I'm not going to draw near to you because look what you didn't do ten years ago. And look what you did do two years ago. And look what those people who who, who bear your name believe. Look at the hypocrisy. I don't want to be near anyone who's associated with the people I've seen who've been associated with you. And you miss Christmas because you come with a whole bag full of things God owes you because he did or didn't do something. Because God said, don't worry about the people who have screwed it up in my name. Come to me. And all you need is nothing. Come near. And when you do that, you find Emmanuel, that you can ask God to be with you, and then you can live life acting like God is with you, because he is. Ask this Christmas in a prayer, God, please forgive me for what I've done. I come with nothing, and I ask you to show mercy on me, to be near me. And maybe this Christmas is the first Christmas without someone without your spouse without a grandmother without a friend and you feel very alone and God said just ask I want to offer you comfort I want you to know you're not alone I've been faithful the last 10, 20, 30 years of your life and I'll be faithful now if you say well I can't come near God because of the things I've done or I've been away too long or the things I believe the things I believe that I didn't used to believe God just come near I got plenty of forgiveness I got plenty of grace let's talk Maybe you're like Joseph you've got these seemingly disconnected events in your life. You're like, there's no way God can make sense of it all. And God says, just just ask. There might be a greater plot line, there might be a greater author that could show you that all this could be part of a greater purpose and program. Just ask me to come near. And then if you have asked him to come near, his spirit comes and lives in you. And now you can act, go through your current circumstances, your current Obstacles, your current unknown circumstances. What if you knew, I mean really knew that the God of the universe was with you in your current dilemmas, in your current challenges? You wouldn't be alone. You'd have access to a greater resource beyond even yourself. Wouldn't you have more boldness? More strength? Wouldn't it change your current outlook if you could act and know with confidence that God was with you? Take my kids skiing weekly at Perfect North for the last 14 years, and about once a year we'll go out west. So we went out west, and my son and his best friend and I were skiing together, and on the ski lope on the way up, I've got this list of questions just to get to know each other. So the question popped up, what's your greatest accomplishment? So I asked each of them their greatest accomplishment. I kind of cheered them on. I said, let me think about it. What do you guys think my greatest accomplishment is? They said, it's got to be an amazing thing God's done at the church, and you guys just keep growing and growing. You're out of room. You need, like, more space, and and just... The incredible ways people are getting into bible studies for the first time and you guys are doing work all around the world you know given here near and far i said oh, that's it's pretty amazing i said but i'm not sure that's it so i got off the ski slope i went down i thought about it and the next ride up i said you hey, guys i tell you i think it's how faithful god has been in my life is the greatest achievement it's not really what i've done it's what god's done in the highs and lows i said it's just been amazing to see how faithful God has been, I said, "24 years of marriage, and not only love my wife, I like my wife." One of the amazing things I'd say in my grace accomplished is that God has allowed our family to not only love each other but like each other. I got an 18-year-old and 20-year-old who actually want to go skiing with me still. I said, "It's not because of anything I've done; it's because of how faithful God has been." When marriage was hard and it was very difficult to, to prioritize each other, sometimes we, we didn't like each other moments that God gave us the grace and patience we needed for each other. God came near when things were tough. When we adopt an autistic son, we're eight years in. Eight years into potty training, still not successful. And yet God sustains us and brings the right people to the right place to give us what we need. But both my kids graduating college this year, just God honoring that, tr- that planning that we did in advance I said, I think the greatest accomplishment is seeing how God comes near the mountains and the valleys, the highs and the lows, the easy times and the difficult times. God's near. John Wesley, father of the Methodist Church, he traveled 250,000 miles on horseback, of all things, to tell people about Jesus and find meaning and purpose. And he's on his deathbed. And his last words, he pushes up on that bed and he says... And the greatest of all is God with us. A man with lots of accolades and lots of accomplishment. But God's presence is the greatest of all. So what made that manger holy was not Mary, not Joseph, not the shepherds, not the wise men. What made it holy was the child. Because any night becomes holy when God is with us.
1: Oh, holy night. When Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus was born. And as those verses say, unto you was born this day a Savior. That is good news. Because we need a Savior who lets us come to Him with nothing and just adore Him. And so we're going to do that together with one more song today. And so I'd invite you to stand. And as we sing, we're going to light candles that represent how Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, was born to be the light of the world. Let's sing together. King Jesus, it's in your name. We just thank you for that gift. We thank you for the life that you lived, for the sacrifice that you made in your death, that we might know what it really means to have God with us when we can bring nothing and you bring everything. We thank you, Lord, for that good news as we just adore you today. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, even though we are going to blow out our candles, let's take the light of God with us as we go to celebrate with family and friends. There are no services at Horizon next week, but you're invited to join us again January 6th and 7th as we continue a journey celebrating the life of that child who was born. And so now it is in his name and for his glory, from all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas.